ladies and gentlemen, if you have any drugs, take them now. This is Lifeline! <laughs> Thank you. 
exciting thing I've ever been to head over. Look at her. It's an honor.
get my friends together. So all we gotta do is love now. I'm gonna take him home with me. He says that. <laughs> well, you little help of my friend. I won't get my friend. And you need some, I got a friend that says. I'm gonna hold you up, my friend. I'll be right back in five minutes. I gotta call my friend. I'm telling you, I'm gonna get my friend. if I may. You've no doubt all saw various posters all over the city, some of you on the very front pillar of the 103rd stop of the one train, some of you in the men's room as you're gazing listfully from the urinal, making very sure not to check yourself out too hard, but God forbid you should make eye contact with another men in the men's room. You see it right in front of you and it says, who is Lloyd Floyd? It's a very good question. Who is Lloyd Floyd? Lloyd Floyd is me, and I am the man of a thousand thirty-six voices. <laughs> that was counted nine years ago, so there's a few more. The list hasn't been updated yet. Um, but uh, I've been four Grand Theft Autos. I'm Luke Skywalker for all LucasArts video games. Oh, God. The, the, the Womp Rats, they're not much bigger than two meters. We used to bag them in my T6 back on Dan Tui. <laughs> Sounds like he's from Minnesota. No, Dan Tui. I know Dan Tui, Minnesota. And, uh, and I don't, you know, everybody is like, who's the real Lloyd Floyd? And I, I, don't, I don't know if there's an answer to that. Because, it, you know, when you think about it, all right, all right, check this out. You have no, many no idea how many people come up to me and say, Lloyd Floyd, is that your real name? <laughs> yeah, that's my real name. Do you know why that's my real name? Because I picked it. <laughs> that other name that you think is your real name, that's not your real name. That's a word that people are ignorant of the meaning of. They put it at the top of a blank piece of paper when they're strangers from you and you can't even speak yet. And you put everything underneath that heading as if it comprised your identity. A Clarissa will react differently in a given situation than a Mildred will, nine times out of ten. You want to know, know what my real name is? My born name? It's Bradley Louis de Pommier. Try spelling that. 
as, as a, a youngster. Ten letters in that last name. You don't know how many times I have to say on the phone, D as in David, E as in <laughs> Fuck that, I made up my own. I was like, D as in destruction, E as in evolution, S as in so what, P as in please, O as in oh my god, two M's like M and M, I as in I, E, E as in E, R, and R as in R, R. <laughs> Could you please repeat that, sir? <laughs> but you know, the whole thing is like, I don't know, I don't know if there is a real me, because the easiest way to do an impression is to dissolve yourself put on somebody else like an envelope. And hey, all of a sudden, other shit starts coming out of your mouth. You know what I'm saying? I even start to look like the motherfucker. But it's like taking a two-minute vacation from yourself. You're, I'm not there. Rodney's there. And that's how he's able to say such great shit. You know, that's the best way to do it. It keeps it fresh all the time. The comedy's always fresh, and the jokes are always filthy. I mean rotten. I mean bloody fucking awful. Run, bloody awful fucking run. But stay that way, don't change, I love you. <laughs> so this is what the pros get to hear. When they go on voice bank or something like that, they check my demo, except I'm gonna do it live. It's kind of quick. The devil went down to Georgia, and he's looking for a soul to steal. Well, he was in a bind, because he was way behind, you see, and, and he was willing to make a deal. Oh, yeah, when it came across a young man, sawing on a fiddle, baby, and playing it hot. When the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what, you're fired. I'll bet you didn't know this, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you would care to take a dare, then I'm making a bet with you. No, you play pretty good fiddle boy, but the game of devil he's a dude. This is really hard. Hey, judge, I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul to pick my guys better than yours, all right? The boy said my name's Johnny and it might be a sin, but I'll take your bet and you're gonna regret because I'm the best it's ever been. Johnny, rosin up your bow and play your fiddle hard. Cause uh, hell's broke loose in Georgia and the devil deals the cards. <laughs> and if you win, you get a shiny fiddle, it's made of gold. <laughs> but if you lose, the devil gets your soul, Andy. <laughs> That's my demo. Now, we, we, we did a free-form show because I didn't actually want to have to write anything for myself, so I'm just gonna let Rev pick off whatever you want to see next. Informative section. Informative section it is. A lot of comics don't do this. I do. This is weird shit that I've thought up on acid. Why didn't you think this shit up? Because you didn't take the acid. The 60s were a horrible failure. There are some older folks out in the crowd tonight. Let me tell you something, you have failed my generation. There should be cheap fucking acid everywhere. And there's none, all right? No buy, bye bye acid. No more Grateful Dead, no more acid. But it was valuable. It taught me this. I figured out Aunt Jemima. Uh oh, you laugh now. You'll laugh again later. <laughs> Jemima is not meant to be a first name. Jemima Jones, Jemima Washington. You will never meet someone whose first name is Jemima. She is supposed to represent the classic Southern nursemaid who took care of the plantation kids while they were out dilettanting. Probably she fed them pancakes and syrup. 
at some point, the kids pulled something that she wasn't having, and she goes, huh, uh, uh, I ain't your mama. Stop playing. <laughs> Aunt Jemima. They're young. They're not fully versed in English yet. She lives there. They don't know they're not related. She becomes their Aunt Jemima. So that's how I figured out Aunt Jemima, right? It's a lot of stuff I got figured out. I got a great game show idea. It's called End World Hunger. Fantastic idea. All right, here's what you do. You have Jeopardy-level contestants, Jeopardy-level questions, and whatever the contestants make, the show matches that sum and converts it into dollar bills. Then a black ops mercenary force goes to wherever the contestant points on a map and 500 feet above that point sheds this shower of dollars. Why will this work better than organized aid efforts? Because organized aid efforts are gathered together into a single convoy of trucks. If you get one road, you get the whole Red Cross battalion and it goes to your army and all that money we donate to these charitable organizations goes up in a puff of smoke with the regime. But you are able to hide a dollar, i.e. a peasant, an impoverished person, is able to hide a dollar bill on them very well and black markets for the dollar exist in every country. And if you scatter it over a wide area, you don't say where, where you're going to do the lift until the following week. You film it and you show, here's where we picked last week. Last week's contestant chose Bhopal, India. Let's see how the natives reacted. It is raining dollar bills, fuckity! Yabla emshi emshi! I have my sons pick it up for me. I am a wealthy man already. That's my idea, end world hunger. Good show, right? But not as good as my reality show. You know what a Mac is? Anybody know what a Mac is? A Mac is a pimp that's so smooth that he leaves a good impression on the hoe. She loves working for a Mac. My reality series, Top Mac. You get 10 pimps from the state capital to the nation capital, from the Big Apple to the Pineapple. Fly them out to Vegas where that shit's legal. You start the show, right? The first episode of the show, the, the first task between the pimps is they gotta get all their hoes off drugs. That's gonna eliminate half of them in the first week. You drug test every hoe. The second task are like, you know, who can get the flashiest pair of shoes in one day? Who can get the best gaiters? Who can get the best ride? Who can put together the most expensive outfit? Whose hoes can steal more shit above and beyond their feet from their johns? That's a tough one to get around legal, but the last one is the best. When it's down to two, it's who can peel the most bitches out of the other one's stable. And some of the hoes will defect, and that's the last episode of Top Mac. I know crazy shit. I know shit that I shouldn't know. I know, I know shit that nobody should know. I know what Shazam stands for. That's right. Shazam is an anagram. It stands for Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, Mercury, Shazam. Shazam, sorry. Look like we're going to be sharing the same bunk. It's cheap, but it's good. Right? Uh, there's more, really. Makeup? Okay. All right. Yeah. What? What's the deal with makeup? <laughs> Why are we calling it makeup? Usually one has to make up a deficiency. 
Are we telling women that there's something they need to make up for? And that's why we push makeup on them? I just wear it to look healthy. Bullshit, you look better with makeup. Don't get me wrong, my girl wears makeup. That way we get to have makeup sex. And she looks better during it. Beer, ladies and gentlemen, is the reason writing was invented. A lot of folks don't know this. Back in the day, in ancient Sumer, which is modern Iraq, the food was 60% beer, and they started trading so many beer-making supplies back and forth that it became the standard unit of currency, the hekat of barley. It was like the dollar. They had so much of it going back and forth that they had to invent a written numerical system to keep track of how many beer-making supplies they were trading. So if it wasn't for the beer inside the bottle, you would not be able to read the label. This is why I always, always look after I'm done. <laughs> Ingredients. Um, uh, <laughs> there's, dude, there's no ingredients on beer. <laughs> why not? They're very big on telling you how many calories their light beer has, but what the fuck is it made of? It could be Mexican piss for all we know. And the last but best, I know I got, I got to ran out of time, but I, I got to throw this in just because I haven't said it in so long. The awful truth, ladies and gentlemen, is that the Scooby-Doo kids were on tour with the Grateful Dead. Let's examine the facts. You've got... You know, each one of them is supposed to represent a student from one of the UMass schools, right? From one of the one is Amherst, and the other four are like different ones. So that's where they got the characters from. But check it out: you've got four kids and a dog in a VW van with big flowers on the side of it, traveling around all the time. They never talk about jobs or parents. You never see them use money, and they never change their clothes. Add lice, and that's dead tour. <laughs> Shaggy is the only one that can communicate with Scooby verbally. He's the only one he talks to. What do you think, Scoob? <laughs> Casey Kasem. And, uh, and what is Shaggy's ordinary state of mind? It's either paranoid or hungry. So how are they supporting themselves? They don't get paid for their mystery-solving skills. Uh, 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 uh. The Scooby Snacks are ganja goo balls. You see them everywhere on Shakedown Street. Because you know that they're ganja goo balls because first of all, Shaggy eats them too and relishes them. No other human eats any kind of dog food besides Scooby Snacks. And they're not like, we gotta stop at the store and buy more Scooby Snacks. You don't buy Scooby Snacks, bro. You make Scooby Snacks. And that funds the entire operation. You know that it's got something in it because it's like, oh, let's go into this dangerous situation. <laughs> Will you do it for two Scooby Snacks? <laughs> Will you do it for three? Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll do anything on three Scooby Snacks. <laughs> Come on, we're going down to the floor, guys. We're jumping right from here. Jerry! All right, and that's my informative section, ladies and gentlemen. Yes! All right, time for classes!
is glasses. It's the time when you bust out whatever glasses I told you to bring to the show or whatever glasses you've got for the show and I'm gonna put them on and I'm just gonna become somebody. It's a great game. I do it for my relatives and my mom, who's in the audience tonight, give it up for my mom. Now I want you to clap twice as hard for my grandma next to her. She's been in showbiz for 70 years, my grandma. I have a sugar cube for you after the show. Don't ask any questions. Strange. They appear to be enjoying it. And yet, by the same token, I detect something alien in their laughter, a certain discomfort. Perhaps the one in the hat knows. Israel, you can buy this man on me, and the hand is high. Yes, yes. Bradley, you cannot. You cannot do it, Bradley. I won't allow it. I'm sorry. You cannot have a giant purple frog greeting people at your wedding. It's not, do you know why? Uh, two words, two words I'm gonna say to you. Aunt Irene. Her second husband traveled around the world. What did he get her every place she went? A frog, that's right, a frog. She's gonna see it, she's gonna cry. No frogs, stay away from frogs. <laughs> oh, there is gonna be frogs, mother. There is gonna be frogs because I am marrying Londell and I love him. There's only one, there's only one thing, because you don't know this, you don't know this, that Londell was born in the Mayan year of the frog. And so that's why we have it with one way or the other. We having frogs at this wedding, mama. And you have to accept it. Your gay son loves frogs. What is, is that a medical marijuana card? Mom, this is California. In this state, we do things a little bit differently. Now, why don't you sit in this chair and I'm gonna explain something to you. Don't get on the Greyhound. Uh, hello, I'll be your jaded Israeli physician, Dr. Chuch. <laughs> it's spelled exactly the way it's pronounced. It's, uh, and no matter what it is, you can come to me. It's probably not much of a big deal. Doctor, it's prostate cancer. Really, these days, prostate cancer is not really such a big deal. Hezbollah, that's a big deal. <laughs> I'm gonna prescribe some alazomazomazapam for you. If you want, you can take it uh, once every day. If you don't want, it's really not important. You come back in two weeks if you feel like seeing me. I'll, I'll, I'll take these. Oh, these are fantastic. These are wonderful. Thank you, John. What is it me that's John? I don't really know. I think actually I'm the fifth Beatles Stingo. <laughs> Was it, wasn't the fifth Beatle Pete Best? Well, 
Oh, no, it wasn't actually. What about Stuart Sutcliffe? Well, I'm in the top fucking ten, all right? Um, I was one of the Beatles. There was two albums, actually. There was one that we was going to come out with called Marshmallow Fluff. Also spelled exactly the way it's pronounced. But we never did it because it was shot down by BBC. See, it had all these, these overt drug references in them. And at that time, of course, it was just, you know, several drugs were just being made illegal. But there wasn't any anti-drug campaign like there was today. I mean, frankly, we had a pro-drug campaign. It was my band. I did very well with it, and the Maharishi made a pretty penny, too. Okay, Mama. All right, you can shut your mouth right now, because I will tell you something. Leg man is in the house. <laughs> Let me tell you the background behind this. There, I have, to, I have to give credit where credit is due. There was a comic who used to go to surf reality all the time when I first started off on the open mic scenes eight, ten, a thousand years ago, and his name was Johnny Spanish. And he said, remember Johnny Spanish? You guys out there, some of you remember Johnny Spanish. So Johnny Spanish would do this act, this routine where he would go, you know, the other day I was in my, uh, I was in my acting class and this guy, he uh, comes home with me, you know, and he's like, you know, wants to watch TV and stuff like that. So we start watching TV and all of a sudden he starts saying, mm, my legs hurt. Why don't you rub my legs? You can rub, rub me, rub down. Rub them legs. I said, dude, I'm not rubbing your legs, you know, and he kept just saying, just rub my leg, rub my leg. So, you know, and he goes on and on with the story and he eventually winds up blowing the guy just so he'll get out of his apartment. <laughs> I love the character so much, I do it at home. Like, I just would just bust into something and be like, mm, baby, do you know something that we had a toilet paper? I said, do you know some we at toilet paper? Well, how do I know? But, bitch, because I just went and took a shit and had to go right to the shower. Huh, leg man don't roll like that. Lamar, I named him Lamar. Lamar the leg man rolled not that way. So you're gonna get your ass in some clothes Put on your little Jerry Springer outfit, them tights and a long skirt-like thing that they all wear. Put on some shoes and get your ass down that boat digger. Cause I'm gonna need something to wipe my ass with next time. Baby, know that Mexican food, they give me the run. And uh, yeah, I see the run. I would talk about that stuff on stage. I'm like Tyra. Oh no. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm performance artist and sometime musician, David Byrne. You know, when I first started living here in New York City, I used to stay at the men's homeless shelter right here on the Bowery. There was a particular performance that Johnny Thunders was able to catch. And I said, Jonathan, what do you think of the act? And he said, I love your music, but your style sucks. So 
So I went out to a local haberdashery and got myself an outfit that was particularly jaunty for my next appearance at CBGB. I played that show and Johnny came to see it again. And I said, well, Johnny, what do you think? And he said, I'm a huge fan of your music, but your style still sucks. I can't seem to face up to the facts. I'm tense and nervous and I can't relax. Can't sleep cause my bed's on fire. Don't touch me, I'm a real live wire. Loaded with weapons, packed up and ready to go. Heard of some gray sites out by the highway, a place where nobody knows. The sound of gunfire up in the distance, I'm getting used to it now. I lived in a brownstone, I've lived in a ghetto, I lived all over the town. This ain't no party, this ain't no disco. Through the receiver, hope for an answer someday. I got three passports, a couple of visas, don't even know my real name. I am a hillside, the trucks are loaded, everything's ready to go. I sleep in the daytime, I work in the nighttime, I may not ever get home. This ain't no party. We blended in with the crowd. We got computers, 
We're tapping phone lines, I know that that ain't allowed. We dress like students, we dress like housewives, or in a suit and a tie. Changed my hairstyle so many times now, I don't know what I look like. You make me shiver, I feel so tender, we make a pretty good team. You all are no you ought to get you some sleep Burn all my notebooks What there are notebooks But they won't help me survive My chest is aching And it burns like a virus The burning keeps me alive Oh, just about Be the first time we've had a leak. All right, come on, come on, use the bathroom if you got to. Hey, man, Jews don't have to use the bathroom, man. Yeah, they know how to hold it, Sammy. They got it together. Not like me, I'm a terrible drunk. I'm like Don Meredith, I got a flow-through bag. Oh, you're not a horrible drunk. Remember, Frank, you're not drunk if you can lay on the floor without holding on. An Irishman is never too drunk so long as he is able to hold on to a blade of grass without falling off the face of the earth. I have no idea what you said, Frank, but I'll drink to it. Well, then, cheers. I'm wondering if our referee is here yet. Joey, you around? Joey Gay? No, he is not. Unfortunately, Joey Gay is not here right now. He had a prior engagement. There was a girl. She was very, very sick. Uh, I can pitch it for referee. You know what? I think you might have to. Okay. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting for the third time ever in history, Lloyd Floyd's Impressions Throwdown! Please welcome tonight's contestant, ladies and gentlemen, from our own New York City, my competition, David Carl! Tonight's referee in place of Joey Gay will be the ever-jubilant Raven Solano! Tweet! 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 <laughs> Alright. No sweet-talking the refs! Tweet! Now, here's the rules. One of us does an impression, the other guy's got to match that impression and do it better. If you do that, you get a point. If you can't match that, and you throw me back an impression that I can't do in return, we each get a half a point, so that's we stay tied on that one. The only way to really pull ahead is to beat a guy at his own impression. And, while all this is going on, Raven gets to make up rules. So Raven, get in the middle of us. Get in the middle of here. I'm gonna start on common ground. Your mother gave me this watch 
and not for any particular reason, because I wasn't in a prison camp. I stuffed it up my ass. I'm giving it to you after holding it in there for only 15 minutes. Wasn't like I did it to save your father's life or anything. Just wanted to know what it was like to have a watch up my ass. Lloyd, Floyd, that's a name. What's in a name? I don't know. To be or not to be, that's the answer. I got a blowjob once from Pat Morita. That's not true. I never met her. Sweet! I'm calling that a tie because that fucked me up. Wow, do we have the budget for canned applause at this show? That's fantastic. Steve Labner with the canned applause. Hey, I'm going to have to start with another one and pull out my Barry White. Mm. This is Barry White as a subway conductor. Oh, baby. The next stop is the best stop. 42nd Street. Bang, bang. You're gonna see some lovely ladies there. But watch out, you're gonna catch the clap. <laughs> All right, now. Oh, you know what? I can't do that. Swing! Swing! <laughs> all right, all right. No, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. No, 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 no. That turned me on. Tweet foul. That's fair. No, that's. No, foul. Foul. If I, which can I... For what? It's gotta be a weird foul, Raven. Foul because that was just too ethnic for a white man. Foul. Okay. It's a rule. It's a rule. Oh, it's your foul? No, I, it's, I, foul. Oh, it's a foul on me. Oh. Because it was too ethnic for a white what man. What does that mean then? What do I get to do? I don't know anything. All right, I want to do someone from the audience. Uh, okay, I see a hand here. Uh, can we get a mic to you to just talk about something? Get down on the floor there. Okay. Go down there. I don't know. This All right, just talk about anything. I've never seen this. Um, uh, yesterday, I was on the train today. I was at the park. It was cold. A pigeon looked at me. Uh, okay. You know, over at Tompkins Square Park. What pisses you off? Um, the man. All right. Bloomberg. The usual. You know. Uh, All right. Let's hear it. Let's hear yours. I don't know. Park pigeons, man. Let's see. Let's hear yours, Dave. Uh, so anyway, I was, uh, I don't know, I live in Brooklyn, but fuck Brooklyn, really. I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm ready for Manhattan. I'm just fucking sick of this fucking bullshit. I can't move that cocksucker Bloomberg. Oh, fucking, fuck. He can go fuck himself. Please, I don't know who the fuck you're doing. I don't really take much shit from the man, but there's one thing I really hate more than the man, and it's the woman. Because I take a lot of shit from the man in my life. I mean, you know, I work in Silicon Alley and stuff like that, and I like sit and I watch the pigeons, and sometimes like, you know, the Flatiron Building and stuff, but like when I get home, Draw. Shapiro! That's a draw. No, he doesn't know Shapiro. Do you know Shapiro? 
Which, uh, Is the golden calf in the, Robert, Robert in the theater tonight? No, I... <coughs> Has the prodigal son come home for a feast of the fatted calf, Shapiro? Tweet! No inside jokes for the arch stars. Hey, not a problem, all right? Look, I'm not worried about shit when I'm getting timed on a burger, okay? You're winding up a burger and tell me you got seven minutes on it, all right, you know? Rodney Dangerfield or a Trump? Uh, let me tell you something, all right? I had all kinds of hookers. I had black ones, white ones. I even had a Chinese hooker once, but 20 minutes later, I was horny again. <laughs> all right, all right, fine, all right, fine. But what do you do with all those hookers, you know? I mean, you're right, you're horny again. What are you gonna fuck? You gonna fuck the table? You gonna fuck the sky? I don't know, I fuck myself, okay? <laughs> Hey, why don't you go fuck yourself? I will go fuck myself. Hey, you know what? I'll tell you what's even better. I'll fuck you with my big eye. It's like we're fucking on... Yeah, yeah. You know, I always got one big eye, you know? Girls love He got a part that was intended for him. Believable, believable. That's good. God damn it! And then just real quickly, this is him. He realizes where he is. He's in a fucking ice cream parlor. There's a little kid next to him. He knocked it over. He's crying. Oh, Jesus, I'm so sorry.
it was Delone's brother who did that. What, what do we got? Well, you know, what's next? Is he's might, he might have better impressions of me sometimes, but there's no fucking way he's got more impressions of me. Look at your lists. Who's got a list? You will see they're written down. 1,036 impressions. Let's have a little bit more light in the general theater area so that we can, these people can read their lists. Jared, if you want to get a little more light on these folks out here. All right, okay, all right. Here's Arnold Schwarzenegger, Neil Diamond, and uh, John Cleese from Monty Python all arguing over who's going to pick up the check at Katz's for the Rubens. All right, all right. Did you guys know that they used to sell cigars here? That they used to have cigars right at the window? And I miss that. I haven't had dinner here at Katz's in 15 years since I won the governorship up in California. The reason being, in order to win the governorship of California, I have to wear a GPS bracelet. Who was the second guy? Oh, dry your eyes. Cry me a river, because I'm picking up the check. And if you don't like that I'm paying, get down and suck my dick. Dry your eyes. And who's the third one? Kermit the Frog? No, it wasn't Kermit the Frog, was it? Oh, yes, well, apparently, both of you seem to want to pick up the check at the same time. Well, I'm not going to let you do that, you pusillanimous piece of panic droppings! Why not? What the hell is wrong with you? You haven't been funny in 15 years. You were never funny. You've never done anything funny. No, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting Commando. Don't fuck with Commando. I was David Hasselhoff before he had hair on his chest. I'm looking for a standard, two serpents. And if you won't help me, that to hell with you. I think you're boring. I sing everything I say. Cause I'm new, give me the glasses. I... Cause I'm new fucking diamond. Next, who's got next? Barack Obama. Barack Obama and Kermit. Barack Obama and Kermit the Frog shopping for a watch. <clears throat> when I tell you, Kermit, that your watch is very important, when you walk into a foreign dignitary's office, they will look at two things. They will look at your shoes and they will look at your watch. They don't give a fuck about your foreign policy. It's already been spelled out by the Trilateral Commission, the Council on Foreign Relations, and the Bilderberg Group. What are you trying to say? That there really is an Illuminati? Somehow with its sinister eye inside the top of the pyramid coming down on all of us? Yes, that is what I'm saying. Not only am I saying that, but I'm saying it in such a charming way that when it comes from me, you don't give a fuck. Shake it. Next. All right, this is. Oh, no, 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 one at a time. We've got, we've got, uh, no, I already did Don Knotts tonight. We got Speed Buggy is a good one. And shut the fuck up, Broder! You got your five minutes. Now pay. Pay the pearl. 
Pearl, you know you have to pay. You got to pay. You need to pay. So pay. Pay the Pearl. Pay. I saw that on a poster one time I went in Greenwich Village. It was very weird. I was a kid. Speed buggy and kit. Arguing over the handicap space. You know, Speed Bucky, the first thing that's wrong with you is that you're completely animated, whereas I happen to be a real car. And a new car. Smell me. Smell the new car smell, Speed Buggy. Go fuck yourself. I have a roll bar. And much cooler people hang out with me. I think Michael's very nice, and I don't think you should say anything like that about him. Technically, since David Hasselhoff is driving me, I'm the handicapped one. You think you've got a bad shut your mouth. Nearly a Hanna-Barbera cartoon that Casey Cave's voice doesn't appear in. Next. Now, Aquaman's not on the list. Okay, okay, everybody. Not everybody at once. Hi. Wow, you must be Miss Kelly LeBrock. I've masturbated to you 150 times. Now, you better do something to me or I'll say that we're affiliated. Don't threaten me, Pee-wee. I've got boobs and muscles and I'll kick your ass. You've only been in two movies. You've only been arrested once. I don't like your hair. I secretly think you're gay. <laughs> Bitch. Next. Mike Tyson in. Hi, I'm Troy McClure, and welcome to tonight's feature presentation, The Life and Times of Mike Tyson, starring Mike Tyson. Well, it was after I got the tattoo on my face that I realized that maybe this was a mistake. But I figured, fuck it. I've done everything else. I've eaten human flesh. I've committed numerous accounts of sexual assault. I blew all my money and didn't buy any cocaine. Tattoo your face. Had you not done that, we might have seen you in such great movies as, ouch, I tattooed my face. And hey, watch that tattoo needle around my face. And then of course there was the sequel, I think I'm gonna get the Winnipeg Jets logo on my face. I'm Troy McClure, and this has been the life and times of Mike Tyson. Have you seen my childhood? No. I was going to be my fourth number, but I decided not to. What time we got? 
We're coming to the end of the list. We got, we got what, how many, like 30 seconds left on that? Yeah, take two more impressions. All right, Tom Carvel. I know you don't have a list, but Tom Carvel's got to be in every show I fucking do. I'm the only guy in New York with a Tom Carvel impression. And, and I do it with my ass. So if you look, I'm kidding. <laughs> my mom's like, you haven't changed since you were little. Bradley, it's your mother. Just calling because I wanted just to say that Bradley, I'm your mother. And everybody here is just okay. Chris Christopher Walken talking to Tom Carvel. Tom. I love your ice cream. I've had it a lot of times, and I think it stacks up very well to Dairy Queen, Baskin Robbins, even Ben and Jerry's, really, because I don't want to spend $7 for a banana split. Many people have told me that in my life, Chris. And the people that have all decided to eat a delicious Carville ice cream cake. Instead of having... Thank you for coming to Life Lies 1036 Man Show. I'm sorry, it's, it, it's not the end of the show, Ed. Yes, it is. You gave me a list. This is the end. Who are you? I'm St. Reverend Jen Miller, patron saint of the Uncool and Downtrod, and your hostess for the evening. Don't you know Rachel Cleary introduced No, 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 no. You are not. Shh, 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 for a minute, okay? No, no music. Just listen. You are not Rev Jen, all right? If you're Rev Jen, what do elves eat? Oh, um, this really easy, Lloyd. They, elves eat, they drink Budweiser and eat marshmallow peeps. Okay, all right, all right. If you're Rev Jen, where's your stupid dog that I bought you? Where's your, where's your rat? Step on my lines, Lloyd. Anyway, this is Reverend Jen Jr. She's right here in my bag, as she always. I bought her a new outfit, don't you love Reverend Jen Jr. No, that's, that's not Reverend St. Reverend Jen Jr. That is a cheap facsimile. Dare you say that about JJ? She'll be depressed. I'd be depressed you hurt my feelings. Look, if you're Rev Jen, how am I in bed? St. Reverend Jen impression on the Lower East Side. You're still only getting paid scale. Well, I think that I didn't was able to go very far with Mr. Walken and Mr. Carvel, but I just wanted to remind you to stop by a participating Carvel ice cream cake dealership and get a bushy puss. <laughs> a fuck me to bear. Or a fudgy the highway for a highway of a dad. And I can get thinny thin for fatty fats like me. And a dollar from every Carvel ice cream cake purchase goes to get the chicken bone out of my throat. I know, we sound the same. Oh boy. This is the saddest song that I know how to sing. Really terrible. 
I hope none of you enjoy it. Like you know that it's over You start to 
do this because I love inhaling wigs for you. I love it. Makes me feel randy. Oh yeah, all right, give me my puffer. After singing like that for so long, sometimes I get a little bit of asthma. Oh, that's much better. Oh, fuck, that's good. Well, what did we learn tonight, folks? <laughs> That's a great way to end any show. So what did we all learn tonight? Well, Tom Carmel has a chicken bone in his mouth. That we learned. Nothing new to science. Shazam. We learned Shazam. I don't know if we learned who Lloyd Floyd is. I don't know if we learned who anybody is. Because I tell you, if you think about it, your body's not yours. You didn't pick your own DNA. You inherited that from countless thousands of generations before you, and the DNA put together your body, most of your mental proclivities, and all of your physical attributes, and it was handed to you. You didn't make your body, you just inhabit your body. And we saw what your name means, means absolutely nothing. And what about your likes and dislikes? Well, that's probably a result of your conditioning, because if you take identical twins, you beat the shit out of one of them for their entire childhood, and you, and you don't beat the shit out of the other one for its entire childhood, chances are this one's gonna hate people and that one's not gonna. So you can't really say your reactions are your own. When you look for a self, I, I couldn't find one. So I just decided to make something else up. Maybe, maybe there is no self, or maybe, Maybe I just don't like myself. So I'd rather be somebody else, like William S. Burroughs. Oh, I've seen him come and I've seen him go, but all I really need in life is a good chair. I just need to sit down in some broken down diner at four in the morning and keep on drinking coffee. I'll tell you what I really need. What I need is six chorus members. Right, I'll keep going. Get the fuck on the stage. I'm crotchety and I'm old and I've been addicted to heroin for 97 years. Take that, Keith Richards. Oh, should I switch to Keith Richards? Hi, this is Keith Richards reminding you not to do drugs. <laughs> unless you really have to. <laughs> so here I am, wondering if I'm really myself, wondering if I'm really alive. Wondering if any of it's worth it. Wondering if I can afford another cup of coffee. Hello. Want a cup of coffee? I'm sorry, would you like a cup of coffee? Can you take cream and sugar? Sure. Truck stops and hamburger joints. 
Cadillac limousines in the company of has-beens and bin-backs and sleeping forms on pavement steps and libraries and railway stations in books and banks in the pages of history and suicidal cavalry attacks I recognize
moment of clarity faded like charity does. Sometimes I've opened one eye and I put out my hand just to touch your soft hair to make sure in the darkness that you were still there. And I have to admit I was just a little afraid. But then I had a little bit of luck you were awake I couldn't take another moment alone Show's over!